Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. This conference is being recorded. Okay. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Prayer warriors are needed. Welcome to the International Bible and Ministry Training Institute. Today, we're looking at an outline of, we're continuing, we're finishing up, in fact, the Minor Prophets. And we are going to review Malachi and Zechariah. And, um, We'll have a little quiz on those two. And then, what's today? Friday, Sunday, we'll have a nice big final exam on all of the minor prophets. So that will be covering the 12 minor prophets. Um, We'll look at their prophecy to the nations. We'll look at the book of Hosea, the book of Joel, the book of Amos, the book of Obadiah, book of Jonah, book of Micah, book of Nahum, Book of Habakkuk, Book of Zephaniah, the Book of Haggai, the Book of Zechariah, and the Book of Malachi. And um, we are going to uh, review, have a final exam on the Minor Prophets. So tonight we'll finish up on the last two, that Zechariah and Malachi, and. Um, I'm just going to give God honor and praise for bringing my mother and me safe from a vacation at Myrtle Beach. And um, I just thank God for bringing us to and from. I thank God that, you know, uh, despite uh, the sick program that tried to interrupt the joy in being away on a vacation, God always supersedes. And I thank God that God's word is clear that he will make your enemies your footstool as long as you follow him. So I just thank God for that. And I'm here to encourage other targeted individuals, whether they know they're one or not, to stand on God's word because no weapon formed against you can prosper. And I I just come to say just know that God is the God of impossible and he's the God of miracles. And when things are done to you based on envy, malice, jealousy, then you know God has something big for you getting ready to come. So I just want to pray for particularly uh, innocent, clean people that are going through the vicious, vicious slander and discrediting campaign based on envy and jealousy. God, I just give you the praise and the glory for you being all sovereign and all powerful. And I thank you, God, for every door you have opened, and I thank you, God, for knowing that you will shut down those doors that are inappropriate or based on malice. I thank you, God, for you being God. I thank you, God, that in the face of uh, 
malice, you can still let us know that there is sunshine. There's sunshine when you walk according to God's will and when you live right. I thank you, God, for an innermost peace. I thank you, God, for binding up demon spirits of jealousy and envy. I thank you, Heavenly Father, for a clean life. I thank you, God, for all you've done, all you're going to do. I thank you, God, for blessing, covering my mother from head to toe. I bind up every demon force that tries to hurt her or me in the name of Jesus, and I bind up every demon force trying to hate, hurt any targeted individual, trying to induce a spirit of hopelessness, trying to induce a spirit of a life that is not led, trying to make people look like something they are not. I thank you and I praise you in advance for that great position you have for each and every one of us in God's kingdom. I thank you, God, for giving us the heart to be obedient to your word, to to follow you, Heavenly Father, and not man. God, I give you praise and glory. I pray for targeted individuals across the nation. I ask you, God, to give them Here we go. Now, you know, that is a demonic. Now, we're going to shut that In the name of Jesus, we're going to shut that down. We are not going to have no interruptions like that. And we're going to just continue to praise and exalt. Okay, I just wanted to make sure this was still on. We're going to continue to praise and exalt God's name. And we are not going to have uh, unwarranted interruptions, demon spirits trying to stop prayer. So we thank you. We praise you. We thank you, God, for demons in high places that you're pulling them down. We thank you, God, for demons that are being used, Heavenly Father, that you're going to show them that you are God. And the word says, touch not my anointed and do my prophet no harm. I praise you in advance. I thank you. And those, God, Heavenly Father, that are working to harm each other or anyone else, God, we bind that demon spirit up. We ask you, God, to just remove that veil of of malice, that veil of ignorance, that veil of hurting, that veil, whatever it is, Heavenly Father, to let them see that what, excuse me, that what goes around comes around. While you're sitting there plotting and planning and trying to hurt somebody, God will take care of that. I thank you and I praise you, God. I thank you, God, that I don't have to pray for malice or anything else to come to anyone. I can say I put my enemies, Heavenly Father, in your hand, and I just stand under your word, Heavenly Father, and I thank you for the coverage. I give you praise for coverage from head to toe. I give you praise for coverage over my bloodline. I give you praise, Heavenly Father, for coverage over every targeted individual that's praying, Heavenly Father that they will be covered, their bloodline will be covered, and demon forces that attempt to torture, electronically torture, uh, blacklist, job mob, uh, slander, defame, discredit, God, that that stuff will be right under their feet. It will be as if it has no 
play on this earth. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the promotion you have for each and every praying targeted individual. I thank you, God, for the place that you have for them on this earth to make great changes, to make great difference, to show the power of you through their lives. God, I give you praise, I give you glory, and I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. So tonight we are looking at, excuse me, I bind up that demon spirit that's trying to put noise in on this call in the name of Jesus, trying to interrupt this call. I thank you and I praise you that that stuff has no impact whatsoever. Oh, I was supposed to go to Facebook. Give me one second before we go. I'm glad to see everyone that's here. And um, I just say, this is a sick program, and in the name of Jesus, I I decree and declare that this program is going to be shut down. That this program is going to be destroyed. She says, okay. Wow, they're making so much noise on that line. It's just ridiculous. You put this in here. President of the United States. What is this? I have a um, signed legislation banning organized stalking. Oh, good. To the president. Okay, somebody sent me a link to sign legislation banning organized stalking. Okay, I will find that petition. That was Catherine Moore. See you soon. Excellent. I thank you for all the targeted individuals that are able to work around the pitting, the the the, the malice that comes with, you know, this sick program. But you know what? I'm going to just bind that stuff up in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus. I bind that stuff up. I bind pitting, I bind this, the jealousy, the envy, the slander campaigns, the working against. How are you going to be a victim and work against a victim? In the name of Jesus, I bind it up. I ask you, God, to have targeted individuals, praying in the targeted individuals, help each other and use the skills that you have given them to help one another. Don't expect no one to do anything that they would not do for the next person. God, I just thank you in advance for turning things around, for turning every curse into a blessing, for letting the devil know that he is a liar. Heavenly Father, I give you praise. I give you glory. I bind up a particular evil demon spirit, that Gary English, that there's a, a sick demon homosexual spirit that would love to destroy women. I bind that demon spirit up in the name of Jesus. I please the blood of Jesus on it. Gary English, Boyd and Gray, Jonathan Lippman, in the name of Jesus, I please the blood, the blood, the blood, that every one of those demons who have sold their souls for material wealth on this earth, that they will find out about, about God's sovereignty in the name of Jesus. I bind up every every uh, ritual that they've used. I please the blood of Jesus to destroy it. I plead the blood of Jesus to destroy their slander campaigns. I plead the blood of Jesus to destroy their confusion powder, their confusion tactics, 
I plead the blood of Jesus that nothing they will do will have any impact on praying targeted individuals. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, God, and I praise you in Jesus' name. I ask you, Holy Spirit, to lead this Bible study and let each and every person, participant, downloader, listener, leave here <clears throat> with information and knowledge they did not have previously. I thank you and I praise your name. Amen, amen, and amen. Okay, so we're looking at an outline of Malachi. Malachi begins in chapter 1. It talks about <clears throat> excuse me, the privilege of the nation. It goes into the sin of the priests of Israel, the sin of the people of Israel. In chapter 1, it's the sin of the priests of Israel. In chapter 2, we look at the Lord curses the priests. In chapter 3, it goes into the people sins. Chapter 2 and 3, it goes into the sins of the people. The people commit idolatry. This is Malachi. And we look at chapter 2, it talks about the Lord will judge at his coming. And uh, Malachi talks about the people robbing God and then how the people doubt the character of God. Then in chapter 3, it goes into the promises to the nations, the rewards of the book of remembrance, the rewards of the coming of Christ, uh, it goes into the prophecy of the coming of Elijah. The Christ of Malachi is described as the book of Malachi is the prelude of 400 years of prophetic silence, broken finally by the words of the next prophet, John the Baptist. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Malachi predicts the coming of the messenger who will clear the way before the Lord. John the Baptist later fulfills this prophecy, but the next few verses jump ahead to Christ in his second advent. This is also true of the prophecy of the appearance of Elijah. But Elijah will also appear before the second coming of Christ. Their keys to Malachi. The key words, it's an appeal to backsliders. The divine dialogue in Malachi's prophecy is designed as an appeal to break through the barrier of Israel's disbelief, disappointment, and discouragement. Sounds like they were T.I.s back then. Malachi was prophesying. He was trying to break through the barrier of the people's disbelief, disappointment, and discouragement, because that's what the devil tried to do. The promised time of prosperity has not yet come. And the prevailing attitude that it is not worth serving God, however, God reveals his continuing love in spite of Israel's lack of faith. His appeal in this oracle, in this message, is for the people and priests to stop and realize that their lack of blessing is not caused by God's lack of concern but by their disobedience of the covenant law. When they repent and return to God with sincere hearts, the obstacles of the flow of divine blessing will be removed. Wow. Wow. Malachi also reminds the people that a day of reckoning will surely come when God will judge the righteous and the wicked. 
No one's exempt. No one's exempt. That's why you can't worry about other people. You need to worry about yourself. Make sure you're making it in and yet you're living a life to encourage other people to make it in. The key verses in Malachi, Malachi 2.17, the key chapter is Malachi 3. The last book of the Old Testament concludes with a dramatic prophecy of the coming of the Lord and John the Baptist. I send my messenger, and he will prepare the way before me. Israel flocked to the Jordan for 400 years later when the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, Matthew 3.3, appeared breaking the long silence of prophetic revelation. Malachi 3 and 4 record the coming of the Messiah and his forerunner. His survey, a summary of Malachi. The great prophecies of Haggai and Zechariah are not yet fulfilled. And the people of Israel become disillusioned and doubtful. Boy, that, that's definitely, I mean, that that's, that's what that's what this evil program targeted individual. It's to try to make people become disillusioned and doubtful. But you have to understand that if God has a destiny on your life, no demon from the pit of hell can interrupt, sabotage, destroy, dismantle, or actually touch that destiny God has. They begin the people, unfortunately, begin to question God's providence as their faith as their faith degenerates into cynicism. Internally, they wonder whether it's worth serving God after all. Externally, these attitudes surface in mechanical observances, empty rituals, cheating on tithes and offering, and, and gross indifference to God's moral and ceremonial law. Their priests are corrupt and their practices wicked but they are so spiritually intensive that they wonder why they are not being blessed by God. Using a probing series of questions and answers, God seeks to pierce their hearts of stone. In each case, the divine accusations are denied. How has God loved us? How have we, the priests, despised God's name? How have we, the people, profaned the covenant? How have we worried God, wearied God? How have we robbed God? How have we spoken against God? In effect, the people sneer, oh, come on now, it's not that bad. However, their rebellion is quiet, not open, as their perception of God has grown dim. The resulting materialism and externalism become settled characteristics that later grip the religious parties of the Pharisees and Sadducees. In spite of all this, God still loves his people, and once again extends his grace to any who will humbly turn to him. Malachi explores the privilege of the nation, the pollution of the nation, and the promise to the nation. The privilege of the nation, Malachi 1, verses 1 to 5. The Israelites blind themselves to God's love for them. They're wallowing in the problems of the present. They are forgetful of God's work for them in the past. God gives reminders gives them a reminder of his special love by contrasting the fates of Esau and Jacob. Testing, testing, testing. Okay, we're on. The pollution of the nation is in uh, chapters 1, verses 6, uh, 
chapter 1, verse 6, and chapter 3, verse 15. The priests have lost all respect for God's name, and their greed offer only diseased and imperfect animals on the altar. They have more respect for the Persian governor than they do for the living God. Moreover, God is withholding his blessing from them because of their disobedience to God's covenant and because of their insincere teaching. The people are indicted for their treachery in divorcing the wives of their youth in order to marry foreign women. In response to their questioning the justice of God, they receive a promise of the Messiah coming, but also a warning of the judgment that he will bring. The people have robbed God of the tithes and offerings due him, but God is ready to bless them with abundance if they will put him first. The final problem is the arrogant challenge to the character of God, and this challenge is answered in the remainder of the book. Mm-mm-mm. These history books really show us so much. The book shows the dark side of the picture, the sins of dishonest, ungrateful people and an unfaithful priesthood, robbing God by failure to respond to divine love, by dishonoring God's name, by by presenting blemished offerings, by evil examples. The priests became stumbling blocks instead of spiritual leaders, by honoring sinners, by selfishly withholding tithes, by justifying impiety. Then there were social sins. There were treacherous dealing with the brethren. Can you imagine? Treacherous dealing with the brethren. That's that backbiting. That's that discrediting campaign. That's that envy. Oof, boy, it's, you know, these are such history books. Then they had intermarriage with the heathens. Then they had divorcing wives. They had sorcery, impurity, and oppression. The light side of the picture, the glorious promises of God. The glorious promises of God included of the coming of the messenger of the covenant, of the outpouring of a great blessing, of the saints becoming Jehovah's peculiar treasure, of the dawning of a new day in which righteousness shall triumph, of the appearance of a spiritual reformer before the day of the Lord is ushered in. The man Malachi. Not much is known of the man except what is written in his book. It is likely that he was a contemporary of Nehemiah. For the conditions described in the prophecy most nearly match that time frame. Malachi's style is forceful and peculiar. Jehovah in the book of Malachi is represented as having a conversation with his people. There are many representations of ye say contrasted with thus saith the Lord. It is a graphic picture that Malachi paints of the closing period of Old Testament history showing that great reforms were needed to prepare the way for the coming of the Messiah. So Malachi was prophesying about the coming of the Messiah before it actually happened. The message of Malachi. An entire century has almost passed since Haggai and Zechariah began to preach in Jerusalem to the captives who had returned from Babylon. Wow. 
So yeah, it is my phone making a noise. And that was my Yep. Yeah. yeah, Satan, I rebuke you. We're gonna have our prayer meeting. This service is provided by free contact. All right, call back in and then connect. Connect some of the callers back. This menu will repeat. Access code accepted. This conference is being recorded. Think about yourself. Let me call back those we dropped. Oh, boy. Satan, you are a liar from the pit of hell. Hi, my yeah. The phone had act up. <clears throat> Are you there? Yeah. Oh boy. <clears throat> Wait a minute. Hold on. <clears throat> Hold on. Let me see what's going on. Can you hear me? I don't know. Wow, they set it up with my phone. You can't. You're not coming. You're not coming through. Say something, man. No. Wow, I wonder what... Oh, oh, I think I had muted it because it was making noise. Give me a second. Yeah. I think I had... Yeah. No, it's... Wait a minute. 929. Wow. Call joined to the conference. But yet my call... Mm. Okay, yeah, I could hear you. Okay, good. Okay. okay, all right. Were you able to hear the first part? Yeah, I was able to hear the first part. Okay. I, I figured they started messing with the phone. Leave it like this. All right. Let me just. Um, We're looking at, I don't want that echo. We are looking at, let me see, we were finishing up, right, the message of Malachi. The message of Malachi. Let me see. Is this testing, testing? Is this on? Testing, testing. Okay, this seems to be on. Okay. Um, an entire, let's take that off. Okay. An entire century has almost passed since Haggai and Zechariah began to preach in Jerusalem to the captives who had returned from Babylon. Uh, Artaxerus Longimanus is not on the throne of Persia and is the king whom the Hebrews pay tribute to. It is about the year 425 B.C. The second temple has been finished long ago. It was not in vain that Zechariah encouraged the restored exiles by visions and predictions to be up and doing. Haggai's declarations that there was an intimate union between liberal giving to the Lord and external prosperity were uttered to good purpose. The temple was built in a season brief of spiritual life and earnestness and joy came about. The priests offered sacrifice anew and made intercession for the citizens within the temple. But this genial time was short-lived. 
the generation to which Haggai and Zechariah spoke with such effect died out before long, and their successors did not have the same devotion to the Lord. Their priests were men who cared not how slovenly the temple service might be. They came short of realizing the responsibilities of their office. They inflicted daily dishonor on the God they were supposed to serve. Both priests and people intermarried freely with aliens, with those who were strangers to the commonwealth and the covenant. People who were idolatrous in worship and sinful in life, so they were marrying with pagans, but were rapidly growing skeptical in thought and speech, questioning many things which had been most surely believed. Yeah, that's how they do. They come in and start questioning, is is he really God? And, you know, that that's how that devil works. He want to put in that doubt. Living when the world was very evil, he sets out with the declaration that the conduct of Judah was without excuse. If God had been a hard taskmaster, strict to mark iniquity and unmindful of loyal service, there could be some justification with the people's attitudes. But it was not so. As in every generation, God has dealt with the Jews in sovereign and marvelous love. Having thus reminded the children of Israel how unreasonable and thankless their conduct was by rewarding good God evil for the good he had done, shown them, Malachi brings against his nation an indictment which has three counts in it. One, the priests reprove. First, he reproves the priests for their negligence in the management of the temple worship. The sacrifices had been despicable. Oh, boy, now they dropped me. Why they dropped me? I am going to finish this up. 530, give me a second, 530888. <sighs> Giving God all the praise and the honor. Satan, you are a liar. Myself. <laughs> I'm sorry, and I am so sorry. God, please help us. 
Heavenly Father, don't let no one suffer like that, God. Give her the strength, God. Shield her, cover her. Bind that demon spirit that's under attack. In the name of Jesus, God, give give her the shielding she needs. No human being, that is, uh, those listening, that's electronic torture. And um, that that's, that's what my ministry basically came out of, being a human research experiment. She is being electronically tortured, which means that some doctor somewhere down the road puts some type of device in her system that allows someone else to electronically torture her. They're weapons. If you want, you can go online, look up electromagnetic weapons, and it falls under human research obstruction, scientific obstructions. It's a eugenic, sick, sick program. And, God, we ask you for divine intervention to lead her, continue to direct her, and is just always out here finding the way for herself and other TIs to shield, to protect herself against these uh, electronic weapons designed under the demon spirit to harm and torture an innocent person. We bind that spirit up in the name of Jesus. Give her the strength, Heavenly Father, and the guidance and the direction for getting the appropriate devices to shield herself. Can you just imagine living and you have to put a shield over you? Uh, you have to buy materials to stop electronic torture, to stop tasering, a tasering, a, a sick, 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 criminally insane, unregulated program. Oh, God, give her the strength in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So um, Malachi was living. He was prophesying when the world was very evil. He sets out with the declaration that the conduct of Judah was without excuse. If God had been a hard taskmaster, strict to mark iniquity and unmindful of loyal service, there could be some justification with the people's attitude. But it was not so, as in every generation God had dealt with the Jews in sovereign in sovereign and mar- marvelous love. Having thus reminded the children of Israel how unreasonable and thankless their conduct was by rewarding God evil for the good he had shown them, Malachi brings against his nation an indictment which has three counts in it. He says the priests are reproved, the sins of intermarriage, and the scoffers. The priests reprove. First, he reproves the priests for their negligence in the management of the temple worship. The sacrifices had been despicable and worthless. They seemed to feel that any animal was okay. They grudged the best of their possessions to him who had given them all by dishonoring God in front of the people. The profane and fruitless worship might as well be stopped as to carry this message to the people. And he reproved them from sin of intermarriage The second accusation which Malachi pronounces against his countrymen Deals with the flagrant sin both of priests and people The sin of intermarriage was aliens Mm. That's demons These alliances between the sons of Judah and heathen women Awakened in the prophet as they had awakened in Ezra and Nehemiah The most intense alarm and repugnance He recognized clearly the crime of Jerusalem in contracting wedlock with the daughter of a strange god. Mm. Scoffers, S-C-O-F-F-E-R-S, 
the prophet's third charge against his countrymen is that they had fallen into a skepticism which questioned moral distinctions and scoffed at God's threat, threat, threatenings. The very form into which the sentences of the book are placed indicates that infidelity was prevalent. This is shown by the questions, wherein has God loved us, and wherein have we despised his name? The Jews of Malachi's time pointed to this stumbling block and to that contradiction. However, Malachi assured them that the God of judgment, about whose existence and power they were so dubious, would manifest himself soon in a way that they could not mistake. Though we have a four-year, hundred-span between Malachi and the first New Testament book, God did do what he said he would do in judgment. Hmm, interesting. Okay. Let's see if we have just... Uh, oh, no, we had Zechariah, too. I said I would do Zechariah. Malachi and Zechariah were the last two prophets. So let me just finish up here now with Zechariah. Okay. Zechariah, his prophecy. In Chapter 1, the book of Zechariah talks about the call to repentance. Zechariah has eight visions, and those visions are the horses among the myrtle trees, the four horns and four craftsmen, the men with the measuring line, the cleansing of Joshua the high priest, the golden lampstand and olive trees, the flying scroll, the woman in the basket, and the four chariots. Then he goes into the crowning of Joshua, the question of fasting, the four messages of Zechariah. What were the four messages of Zechariah? Rebuke of hypocrisy. Mm. Repent of disobedience. Restoration of Israel and rejoice in Israel's future. The two burdens of Zechariah. The first burden, Messiah's rejection, judgment of surrounding nations, coming of the Messiah, the first coming of the Messiah, and the second coming of the Messiah, and the rejection of the Messiah. The second burden he had to deal with was Messiah's, the Messiah's reign. Deliverance of Israel, physical salvation of Judah, spiritual salvation of Judah, the reign of the Messiah, the final siege of Jerusalem, the second coming of the Messiah, and the kingdom of the Messiah. The Christ of Zechariah is very clear. It's a messianic. The book of Zechariah has very clear messianic passages. Christ is portrayed in his two advents as servant and king, man and God. The following are a few of Zechariah's explicit anticipations of Christ, the angel of the Lord, the righteous branch, the stone with seven eyes, the king priest, the humble king, the cornerstone, the tent peg, and battle bow, the good shepherd who is rejected and sold for 30 shekels of silver, the price of a slave, the smitten shepherd who is abandoned, the coming judge and righteous king. The keys to Zechariah, the key words prepare for the Messiah. The first eight chapters frequently allude to the temple and encourage the people to complete their great work on the new sanctuary. As they build the temple, they are building their future. 
because that very structure will be used by the Messiah when he comes to bring salvation. Zechariah eloquently attests to Yahweh's covenant faithfulness towards Israel through the work of the Messiah, especially in chapters 9 to 14. This book outlines God's program for his people during the times of the Gentiles until the Messiah comes to deliver them and reign upon the earth. This hope of glory provides a source of reassurance to the Jewish remnant at a time when circumstances are trying. Zechariah also seeks to promote spiritual revival so that the people will call upon the Lord with humble hearts and commit their ways to him. The key verses, Zechariah 8, verse 3, Zechariah 9, verse 9. The key chapter is Zechariah 14. Zechariah builds to a tremendous climax in the 14th chapter uh, where he discloses the last siege of Jerusalem, the initial victory of the enemies of Israel, the cleaving of the Mount of Olives, the Lord's defense of Jerusalem with his visible appearance on Olivet, judgment on the confederated nations, the topographical changes in the land of Israel, and the Feast of Tabernacles, the ultimate holiness of Jerusalem and her people. In a survey of Zechariah, Zechariah uses a series of eight visions, four messages and two burdens to portray God's future plans for his covenant people. The first eight chapters were written to encourage the remnant while they were rebuilding the temple. The last six chapters were written after the completion of the temple to anticipate Israel's coming Messiah. Zechariah moves from Gentile domination to Messianic rule, from persecution to peace, from uncleanliness to holiness. The book divides into the eight visions, the four messages, and two burdens. The eight visions, what are they? In chapters 1 to 6, Zechariah talks about the eight visions. The book opens with an introductory appeal to the people to repent and return to God, unlike their fathers who rejected the warnings of the prophets. A few months later, Zechariah has a series of eight night visions, evidently in one troubled night. The angel who speaks with him interprets the visions but some of the symbols are not explained. The visions mix the work of the Messiah in both events, and like other prophets, Zechariah sees only the peaks of God's program without the intervening valleys. The first five are visions of comfort, and the last three are visions of judgment. He has the vision of the horsemen among the myrtle trees. God will rebuild Zion and his people. He has the vision of the four horns and craftsmen, that Israel's oppressors will be judged. He has the vision of the man with the measuring line, showing that God will protect and glorify Jerusalem. He has the vision of the cleansing of Joshua, the high priest Israel will be cleansed and restored by the coming branch. He has the vision of the golden lampstand, that God's spirit is empowering Zerubbabel and Joshua. He has the vision of the flying scroll, which individual sin will be judged. The woman in the basket represents the national sin will be removed. And eight, the four chariots represent God's judgment and descend on the nations. The crowning of Joshua anticipates the coming of the branch who will be king and priest 
the composite crown. The four messages in response to quest to a question about the continuation of the fast, God gives Zechariah a series of four messages. One, a rebuke of the empty ritualism. Two, a reminder of past disobedience. Three, the restoration and consolation and consolation of Israel. And four, the recovery of joy in the kingdom. The two burdens, the first burdens, concerns the first advent and rejection of Israel's coming king. Alexander the Great will conquer Israel's neighbors, but will spare Jerusalem, which will be preserved for her king. Israel will succeed against Greece, the Maccabean revolt, and although they will later be scattered, the Messiah will bless them and bring them back. Israel will reject her shepherd king and be led astray by false shepherds. And the second burden concerns the second advent of Christ and the acceptance of Israel's kings. The nations will attack Jerusalem, but the Messiah will come and deliver his people. They will be cleansed of impurity and falsehood, and the Messiah will come in power to judge the nations and reign in Jerusalem over the whole earth that a time is coming when the wicked will be judged and those who fear him will be blessed. The day of the Lord will reveal that it is not vain to serve God. Zechariah ends on the bitter word, curse. Although the people are finally cured of idolatry, there is a little spirit progress in Israel's history. Sin abounds and the need of the coming Messiah is greater than ever. Synopsis. Zacharias opens with exhortation. Section 1 is a series of eight visions. The man among the myrtle trees and the drove of horses, the four horns and the four carpenters, the man with the measuring line, the cleansing of the high priest, the golden candlestick and the two olive trees, the flying scroll, the woman in the Ephra, the four chariots and the crowning of the high priest. Section 2 is the answer to the deputation from Bethel concerning the fast. In the end, the fast shall become festivals. And then Section 3, predictions concerning a period of the history of the Jews and a vision of the ultimate triumph of God's kingdom. The man, Zechariah. Zechariah was the son of Berechiah. Little is known about this prophet, as with many others as the of the minor prophets We do know He was a contemporary <coughs> Excuse me of Haggai <coughs> Excuse me And he joined him In the arousal of the Jews To rebuild the temple at Jerusalem Evidently he was a young man At the time of his prophecy Several psalms are credited to Zechariah As well as Haggai In the Septuagint version of the Bible Zechariah was a priest as well as a prophet. His grandfather's name and his own are named in the book of Nehemiah. In the listing of the priestly class, he he was head of family that ministered at God's altar. He united the offices of priest and preacher, as Jeremiah and Ezekiel had done. The patriotic zeal of the prophet for the honor of his country and the glory of God was linked in Zechariah 
with that tender affection which every true priest must have felt for the temple in which he carried out his service to God. <coughs> Ooh, excuse me. Okay. That, that's it. That's why they call minor prophets. These are um, the shortest uh, books. Uh, they're shorter than the uh, major prophets. That's all that is. Okay. Let's see this quiz. What happened here? Oh, no. I went to the wrong chapter. There we go. No wonder. Oh, that's the final exam. Don't forget, we have a final exam uh, <clears throat> Sunday on the Minor Prophets, and we welcome all to come. That will be extensive. We'll be looking at all 12. So, all right, this is a quiz on these two chapters. No clear messianic passages abound in Zechariah. I could never say no clear passages abound in Zechariah. No, I can't never say that. There's several messianic passages in Zechariah, so that number one is true or false. It is false. The key words of Zechariah are prepare for the Messiah. That is true. Okay, good. I was going to say, is that the other one? Zechariah outlines God's program for his people during the times of the Gentiles under the Messiah. No, excuse me, until the Messiah comes to deliver them and reign upon the earth. That sounds true. True is correct. Zachariah's climax is yet future. I know he had some revelation in there. Uh, Zachariah's climax is yet future. I'd say true. Good. True is correct. Zachariah has a series of four-night visions, evidently in one troubled night. No, wasn't it eight visions in one troubled night? False is correct. Good. It, yeah, I thought it was. Oh, well, they did separate it. Now the book of Malachi. I could have did the Malachi. I could have did Malachi after I read Malachi. Using a probing series of questions and answers in Malachi, God seeks to pierce the hearts of stone. That is true. I'll say true. True is correct. Okay. In every generation, God had dealt with the Jews in sovereign and marvelous love. Uh, That is true. Okay. Now, I have to go back to Malachi to do these. This is about his vision. Of Malachi. Anybody on talk show? Let me see. You're welcome to participate.
the generation to which Haggai <clears throat> and Zechariah spoke with such effect, it died out before long. I think that was true because the people got a little, yeah, that is true. They were a little uh, doubtful. The book of Malachi is the prelude of 400 years of prophetic silence. Yeah, that means the book of Malachi is basically 400 years before the New Testament. If I'd have to put true, true it is. Malachi shows that no reforms were needed to prepare the way for the coming of the Messiah. Malachi shows that no reforms were needed to prepare the way. That is false, right? If the people prepared. The sin of intermarriage with aliens had awakened in Ezra and Nehemiah the most intense alarm and repugnance. It's true, good. No psalms accredited to Zechariah. Is false. The last book of the Old Testament has no prophecy in it. Both priests and people intermarried freely with aliens, with those who were strangers to the commonwealth and the covenant in Malachi. These are, that's some put true. It could have been Zachariah. true, though. Good. Zachariah was the son of Berechiah. <clears throat> I think that is true. True is correct. Match the number with the message type. But in, all right, I know he had eight visions. Visions is eight. Messages, I'll say, four messages, eight visions, and how many burdens? Two burdens, let's see. Submit all. Oh, I got them right. <clears throat> Good. <clears throat> Match the number with the message type. There were four messages. Eight visions and two burdens. <coughs> Zachariah. Yeah, that's about it. Um, <coughs> for those interested in our final exam, we'll do go over some of the questions. Here, what the well, we know so everything is going to be on the minor prophets. <clears throat> the entire quiz, <coughs> final exam, excuse me, will be on the minor, on all of the minor prophets. Some of the questions include, Haggai is second only to Obadiah in brevity among Old Testament books, true or false. Number two, all three sections begin with condemnation in Micah and all end on a clear note of consolation, true or false. Cyrus was anxious to gain favor of the Jews, true or false? These are some of the final exam questions. Uh, the key words of Micah are judgment and restoration of Judah, true or false? There are four direct messianic prophecies in Nahum, true or false? 
Nahum's description of the siege of Nineveh and the sack of Nineveh is one of the most vivid portraits of battle in Scripture, true or false. Nothing is known of Malachi except what is written in his book, true or false. Zechariah has a series of four night visions evidently in one troubled night. I know that's false, okay, but that's true or false. Wrath and mercy, severity and kindness can be separated in the character of God, true or false. Zechariah's climax is yet future, true or false. A notable passage of Micah includes the definition of true religion, true or false. The Messiah is specifically mentioned in Zephaniah, true or false. The prophecy of Obadiah centers on an ancient feud between Edom and Israel, true or false. Jonah was prayerful but not obedient after chastisement, true or false. The major theme of Obadiah is a declaration of Judah's coming doom because of his arrogance and cruelty to Edom, true or false. Habakkuk was not <coughs> reticent about himself, true or false. In Micah's day, the poorer agriculturists were robbed daily of their holdings by violence or false judgment, true or false. Zechariah discusses the day of the Lord and describes the coming day of judgment upon Judah and the nations, true or false. Like Jonah, Nahum goes to the city to declare his oracle, <coughs> true or false. The generation to which Haggai and Zechariah spoke with such effect, it died out before long, true or false. So those are some of the questions. Wow, there. Ooh, 70 questions on that final. I will review <coughs> briefly the 12 minor prophets in summary, a very short summary of review, the outline, <coughs> and we'll go right to our final exam. So those studying, you're welcome to join us. That is Sunday, 12.30 a.m., no, um, Monday morning, rather, because it's in the night, 12.30 a.m., Monday, late night, Sunday. Join us as we continue to do our ministry training and Bible study as we complete our module on the Minor Prophets and we move into our final exam. We will be here Sunday. May God bless you. And uh, take care of you, and particularly for our targeted individuals, may you be strong and encourage and, and, and stand on God's word, despite what. Come together with me, please, in praying for the dismantling of this sick, disastrous slander, discrediting, defamation, deceit, deception, lying electronic torture, organized stalking, sick program. God, we come before you, Heavenly Father, to put a prayer on the binding and the dismantling of the targeted individual assassination program. And we plead the blood of Jesus that every demon behind this program will immediately find out that God is sovereign and the word of God says, touch not my anointed and do my prophet no harm. That no weapon formed against us can prosper. That we will make it through <clears throat> this sick program. I bind up the spirit of pitting. I bind up the spirit of turning people to 
against each other. I bind up the spirit of lies from the pit of hell. I bind up the jealousy spirit, the envy spirit. I bind up every spirit to, to it try to advance abnormalities. I bind up demon spirits that target people's gender or race. I bind up every trick of the devil in the name of Jesus. I call it null and void. I bind up every curse put out. I ask you, Heavenly Father, I decree and declare through the authority of the blood of Jesus Christ that every curse demons put out will be turned into blessings, public blessings, that the people will see the great works of Almighty God, the great works of the most powerful, the most sovereign, the only God. I thank you in advance, God, for turning things around, for opening the stairway to heaven, for opening up the windows of blessings for each and every praying T.I., and I thank you, God, for an office that will be created on this earth that we will be able to file complaints of this sick, deadly program. In Jesus' name, I decree it, I declare it, that there will be a governing structure through the divine order of the Most High God, through the walls of protection that God created for this earth, called laws, that demons will be stopped, that this type of programming will not continue, and that every person will give honor and praise to the Most High God when the devil is shamed for his horrific use of government offices to advance demonic activities. We thank you, God, for dismantling that. We thank you, God, for your rulership over our governing structures. We bind up every demon trying to usurp authority they do not have. We decree and declare, and we plead the blood of Jesus over our governing structures, our judicial branch, legislative branch, and the executive branch, that every demon in there will be exposed and pulled out and taken out. We bind up every demon working to usurp authority over humans that they do not have over God's people. We thank you and we praise you. And again, God, we bind up, I plead the blood of Jesus over the lying campaigns, the slander campaigns, the discrediting campaigns, the stalking campaigns. I bind up every demon trying to retard what God created to be correct. This is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, Ann, you want to pray? Or anybody else wants to pray? Yes, Mary, I want to pray. Okay. 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 Can you hear me? Can you hear me, Miriam? Yes. 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 Father God, in Jesus Christ's name, I pray, Father. Father, please continue to give us your guidance and faith and love and trust and confidence, Father, that you will lead us out of this targeted victims program, Father. There are so many of us that suffer so brutally, Father. Father God, please continue to bless our families, our mothers, our fathers, our sisters, our brothers, our grandparents, our friends, 
and those who are associates to us, Father, that we continue to love them and always, Father, continue in your name and faith, Father. Father God, in, in Jesus Christ's name, I pray forever and ever. Amen. Amen, and Okay, amen. I'm going to find a, a special prayer, divine healing, a prayer, protection, prayer for divine healing, prayer points. Cover you and to shield you from that vicious attack. Okay. Prayer for divine healing, prayer points for being set free from sicknesses. God's will is that we walk in divine health. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in good health just as your soul prospers. The bodies that we have as children of God are temples of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 6:19 says, Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? When we are healthy, it will be easy to serve the Lord and to accomplish his plans for us. For God has a purpose for each one of us. God, in his grand plan of saving mankind, has made it possible for us to enjoy and walk in good health as he is the God who heals us, Exodus 15:26. We need to stand steadfast against the plans of the devil, for the Bible says in Galatians 5:1, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. We need to resist the devil, <clears throat> for it is written in 1 Peter 5:8, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, is a roaring lion. He walketh about seeking whom he may devour whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Beloved, I beseech you, therefore, to resist the devil and his evil plans on your life. This is done through prayer, our weapon number one that God has given us, as in 2 Corinthians 10, <clears throat> chapter 10, verses 4 to 6, when... Praying for healing, it's also important to know that many times the enemy will attack us because we have opened the door of sin in our lives. Such time it becomes difficult to rebuke the to rebuke without repentance. God told the Israelites in Exodus fifteen twenty six, if you diligently heed the voice of God, your God, and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. I will put none of these <coughs> excuse me, I will put none of these things on you which I have brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. This means sicknesses will find an open door through disobedience to God's word, which is a sin. <coughs> Do you have any sickness that has caused you sleepless nights? The devil wants to destroy ye, but on the other side Jesus wants to offer you healing, a great life. That is why he came, John 10.10, 10, the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. For you to prosper in all that you do, you must study. You must be reading this his material after getting a bad report from your doctor. You look at your life and you feel there's no way out, child of God, this is not the time to cry or blame God, but the time 
to kick the devil out of your territory. Good health is your territory, and if you don't do something, he will push you until you fall out and die. Good health is a blessing from God. The blessing of God add no sorrow, so don't start saying that there may be sickness. You have, The sickness you may have is from God. You will have to fight out to reclaim what the enemy has taken, sometimes violently. Matthew eleven twelve, and from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent takes it by force. You're not alone in this battle. Other brethren are passing through fire in their own way. The prayer bullets below will help you to get delivered. It is, however, important that we pray according to the leading of the Holy Spirit. For instance, ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you if there is a door of sin open in your life so as to repent. I have included scriptural backing because you can only defeat the enemy through the written word. Study the prayer bullets and scriptures keenly before praying. Let the Lord speak to you. You can involve someone else to pray with you. This gives you more power. Jesus said in Matthew 18:19, again I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. You can also pray and fast as you use these prayer bullets. This is useful for stubborn sicknesses as compared to the demon the disciples were unable to cast out as Jesus taught in Matthew in Mark 9:29. So he said to them, this kind this kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. Psalms 100 verse 4. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Begin with a session of worship. If possible, sing a song that thanks God for the power in his word or the blood of Jesus. Hebrews 10, verse 19 to 23 says, Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he hath consecrated for us, through the veil, that is to say, his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. Declare the above requirements in coming before the Lord. For example, declare that you are entering the Holy of Holies through the blood of Jesus. Declare that you are coming with a true heart. Psalms 119, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Revelations 12:11. and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto death. Hebrews 4:12:13. for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight. Declare the supremacy of the word of God that you are using. Thank God for his word. Declare that you will overcome by the blood and by the testimony of the living word. Ask God to reveal everything hidden in your life by the enemy. Ask God to release his word, which is like a sword, to deal with your enemies. Mm. Hebrews 9.28, So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them 
that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Thank God for Jesus that he was offered to bear your sins. Ask him to save you by his mercies. Ask him to wash you and cleanse you. Ask the Lord to forgive you of any sin in your life. If you know it, say it. For example, Father, I'm sorry for allowing deep hatred, bitterness, and unforgiveness Mm. to mark. This is against your word. Forgive me and wash me, cleanse me, and take away the guilt from me. Sprinkle my heart from every evil conscience. Many Many heart blood disasters, for instance, will attack you through the door of unforgiveness. Well, I'm sorry, Father, for fornicating with grace. Father, forgive me and wash my sins away. Make me whole again. Remember, you are before the presence of God. Galatians 3.13 says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the Lord, being made a curse for us, for it is written, Curse is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Thank God that Jesus was made a curse for you and me, and he, was, he redeemed us from any curse. Break every curse of the enemy that demons and wicked people have released against us to bring the sicknesses. For example, in the name of Jesus, I break every curse released against my blood. I destroy every power of high blood pressure, every power of electronic torture, every power power of slander, defamation, job blacklisting. In the name of Jesus, Jesus, you became a curse for me, and I refuse to carry any curse in my life, in my body. I refuse. I bind and rebuke every spirit, bringing high blood pressure Uh, any type of sickness in my body, in Jesus' name. I break every soul tie in my life between myself and grace. I bind and cast away every demon, uh, bringing any type of pathogens in my body, in Jesus' name, any type of devices, any type of weapons, any type of implants, in the name of Jesus. Ephesians 6, 12, 13 tells us, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take with you the whole arm of God, that you will be able to stand in the evil day. And when you've done all that you can do, you stand on God's word. You put the full armor of God and destroy everything in the heavenlies that's rising against your life. Example, I put on the armor of God in Jesus' name. I rise against every altar that speaks against my health, my body, my reputation, my my life, my organs. In the name of Jesus, I destroy and uproot every satanic altar that speaks against my family, my health, <clears throat> my associations, my associates, in Jesus' name. I bind and cast away in the name of Jesus every principality, every power, every ruler of darkness, and even and every wicked force, force forged against me <clears throat> via torture, electronic torture, or anything else. I destroy them all in Jesus' name. <clears throat> Excuse me, oh, Lord. Arise and crush down every wickedness raised against my, against any T.I.'s health in Jesus' name. Let every satanic fire against each and every one of us be quenched in Jesus' name. Let every altar that speaks against truth, that speaks against any targeted individual living righteously in the sea or even 
under be burnt by the fire of the living God in Jesus' name. Psalms 121, verse 5, 6 tells us, The Lord is my keeper. The Lord is the shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day nor the moon by night. Wicked people direct evil against us to be released in the sun or moon or stars. We need to destroy whatever has been programmed against us through God. Remember, God gave the sun power to rule at daytime and the moon to rule at night. However, man was given the mandate to rule over God's creation, Genesis 1.16. For example, I destroy every sickness program against Anne, against me, my mother, my loved ones, in the sun, moon, or stars, in Jesus' name. I cancel whatever has been written against any of our health, in Jesus' name. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. He was bruised for the chastisement of our peace. He was was upon him and his stripes, at, and through with his stripes we are healed. Thank God for his complete work of healing on the cross. Thank God for healing. We declare in Jesus' name that Anne particularly will be healed in Jesus' name, that torture she'll be shielded, cover her Heavenly Father. We ask you, God, to heal, deliver, shield her. Ask the Lord to deliver her in Jesus' name. We remember Revelations 12:11, and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. So we thank you in advance, God. And they love not their lives unto death. Decree. We decree that we have overcome our enemies and every sickness released against us in Jesus' name. We stand on Psalms 107:20. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. God, we ask you to send forth your word to heal us. We ask you, Lord, to stretch forth your hand and rescue us. We ask you, God, to contend with the enemies, each and every one of them plotting and planning to harm us. God, we we decree and declare that the Lord will contend with our enemies. We declare that the healing power of the word of God is upon us in Jesus' name. God, we thank you in advance for clearance, for healing, for breaking defamation tactics, for discrediting, breaking discrediting. We thank you, God, for deliverance. We thank you, God, for bringing us out of places we could never get out on our own. God, we ask you to restore us back to the way you created us, to continue to keep or shield us with good health and return whatever the enemy has stolen from us. We thank you, God, for healing. We thank you, God, for intervention, divine intervention. We thank you, God, for shutting down demons, for shutting down our enemies. We thank you, Heavenly Father, in advance. This is the prayer of faith, Heavenly Father. And we we pray for the sick and we pray for those that may not be able to pray due to circumstances verbally, but they can pray in their mind. We thank you, God. Hebrew, when we stand on Hebrews 11.6, we finalize with Hebrew eleven six, but without faith it's impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for that healing prayer. We thank you, God, for the divine interventions that you're making. We thank you, God, for turning things around. 
We thank you, God, for having demons running, having them scared. We thank you, God, for taking over where the demons are trying to take over. God, we thank you, God, for the strength to let the demons know that they're a liar. We thank you, God, for your word that tells us where there one or two are gathered and you're in the midst, great things can be done. God, we just give you all the praise. Cover cover our sister Anne. We know you have a great destiny for her. There's no other reason she could ever be under such attack. God, let her reach that destiny that you have, her direct her right to where you, that ministry you have her for, that shielding ministry, that, that, that compassion ministry, the ministry you have for her, and that demon targeting her, torturing her. God, we plead the blood of Jesus. God, the blood, the blood, the blood. To bind up that demon in the name of Jesus. And the word of God says vengeance is mine. So we plead the blood of Jesus for the enforcement of God's word of vengeance is mine. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Okay. Amen. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.